Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. What is up, podcast world? Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where we talk about hustle, grind, success, failure, all those things in my journey and some others along the way. Very special guest on the show today, Jordan Meir, father, husband, serial entrepreneur, and coffee chugging champion. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thanks for having me, man. And I'm actually, uh, I'm losing the enamel on some of my teeth. I drink so much coffee. So much coffee. (laughs) So Jordan and I met in college, community college. I've discussed it a, a few times in the past. We both were taking graphic design and what Jordan halfway through you had a change of heart in where you wanted to take your life and your career, correct? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we were forced to take that media arts class, right? Remember that we were forced to take that animation class and we all were kind of like, what the hell are we taking this class for? We're graphic designers. We're not, we're not in the, like the video program. Horrific. Not for me though, because we uh, dabbled into After Effects, and in day one, I was hooked. Right. Because right. I realized I could take take my designs and and make a move, and that was just completely foreign to me, and I was just totally gung ho over it. So I I think I switched my my major right after. So is that what really captivated you? What really took you was that allowing this this greater creativity that brought you to kind of cinema cinematography and post production. Yeah, I think it was it was just I mean all all film, all video, it starts with the visuals, right? It's all imagery, but when you combine sure. motion with that, it it's a completely different beast. And and just something about the visuals with the motion like punched me in the face and I like I had to have it. Sure. Sure. So for for listeners out there cuz we've got a a lot of individuals from 16 to to 35 and even beyond listening the the biggest thing and why it's amazing to have you as a friend 
Amazing to have you as someone who is a listener, a learner, but additionally someone to just assist and kind of lift you there, right? Those are those are the value-added transactions. One of the biggest things, Jordan, that it really excites me about you is the journey that you've been through your life and that you continue to go through. So I want to spend some time discussing this journey that you've been going through, who you are. We kind of get this idea of obviously how we met but the fascinating aspect of you is really this journey that you've been on, right? The the sure, serial sure. entrepreneur aspect of you. And I really want to dive deep into you as an individual. What drives you? Obviously, we just talked about the cinematography, the creative aspect of that, sure. the, the visual, the motion visual. But I, I want people to understand who you are because there's a huge lesson in the journey that you're going through today. Yeah. The, the There's plenty of highs, but additionally, there's plenty of lows. And something that I continually discuss on the show is success is not everything about light. There's just as much darkness and struggle and, and hardships. So I want people to understand this journey that you're going through because it's critical in self-development. Sure. So let's spend a little bit of time understanding or you just explaining, diving deep into what you're in the midst of doing now. Sure. I mean, lately, uh, for, I, actually over the past year, probably about 14, 15, 16 months now or something, I've been working on an animated sitcom, an animated series called Krugs, K-R-U-G-Z. Sure. And it's a uh, it's a show about this 16-year-old kid that's on house arrest, and uh, he's able to hold a, a job at the local gas station. And uh, he come, come to find out he's the heir to this billion-dollar empire. But he can't really do anything about it, right, because he's on house arrest and he's held down at this gas station. But that's just the general premise. I mean, the rest of it is is fairly simple. I mean, look look at shows like Family Guy or, right. or you know, F is for Family. It's really character-based, sure. you know, stuff. All, all animation is, is heavily character-based, and um, it, it doesn't need to have, like, a log line or a premise that's super deep like a movie. Right. And for a while, I, like, struggled with that. I, I was trying to figure out, like, what exactly is this this cartoon about? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I, I I worked on some stuff. I worked on a good log line. And, by, you know, for those of that, those of you that don't know, a log line is basically like a, a one or two sentence thing that basically describes your film or, or TV show or whatnot. And, I, and, and it's a very specific thing. You got to, you got to, in the log line, you got to promote, you know, who's the... Uh, Who's the hero? Who's the bad guy? What the general premise is? So I worked on that, and uh, I got something pretty good. And uh, at, shortly after working on that logline, actually, I had the opportunity to pitch the show to a network executive. Excuse me, not a network executive, a uh, production house executive. And I was uh, turned down. My show was uh, rejected. And... Uh, Basically, I had to take a step back and really acknowledge why the show was rejected. And I learned a lot of lessons from that. And one of the lessons was the show wasn't ready to be pitched. Um, I was treating, going back to the logline thing, I was treating the show too much like a film. Sure. And there were too many like serious themes in the show that would have done great in a film, but not not for like an adult animated cartoon, right? right. It's almost like I was giving the the project too much thought um, in a direction where it didn't need it to go. Sure. 
Sure. And I, and I that that's critical to people. I mean, the first failure is the we were just talking about this, but the the defining moment of those that are successful and those that are not. I think that had to happen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but No, you're right. That had to happen in order for you to understand the the second tier approach or the direction of the show or what needed to be done, right? Had you not been denied or turned down, would you have really known the direction to take it or that I'm not ready? It no, you're absolutely right. It, I, I wouldn't right. have it wouldn't have uh come to pass. And uh sure. Since that rejection, um I've really taken a step a major step back and I've basically gone back to the drawing board and said, okay, what is this show about? Um what's what am I really offering my audience here? Sure. And um I took a major step back and kind of what that looks like now is I had two writers working with me the entire time, uh, basically since the, the inception. Um, you know what? I'm going to add, I came up with the idea of this show when we were in college, actually. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I, I yeah. Never, as, much as, as much as we, we've spoke about this, right, uh, offline here, as much as we've spoke about it, I, I've never asked you yet. This is the first time hearing where the hell this idea came yeah, from, yeah. how this came to even fruition, and how pen to paper, thought to pen to paper yep. happened with this show. Where, where? Did so, that come from? so, like I said, I was in college. It was my last year at that tech school. Sure. And uh, we had a final project. This is this is when I obviously I switched to the the film and media mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I think it was just a matter of you know the the professor said, um, do whatever you want. This is just kind of like a do whatever you want final project. It better be good, right? You better right. put a lot of time and effort and and quality into it but do whatever you want sure so uh i was obviously like knee deep into this whole after effects animation cartoons and the whole world of like motion visuals right um so at the time i was also working part-time at this this local gas station and just saw a bunch of funny shit that you know would come up and just crazy scenarios with like the delivery drivers and the guy that ran the place and like plumbing issues and like people driving off with, with, um, the, uh, the nozzle still in their car and like the owner, like getting on the microphone, like, like shouts to the entire premise and like screaming at them. Sure. And, uh, just like near fires caused by gasoline. Uh, this is all true stuff. And, uh, just like kids, like bratty idiot kids coming in that were underage trying to trick the owner to get cigarettes or like other kids trying to take a peek at porno mags and just like, just crazy shit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, uh, so that's where the inspiration came from. So I made this, this like, I think it was like a minute, 30 seconds to a minute long animation, but it took a long time and there was, there was no sound. There was no voices to it. It was just these like zooming visuals of these like crazy characters I made that were in this like gas station environment. And believe it or not, it's still on YouTube. <laughs> I love it. I have not seen this. I have not. I never showed you it? No. Oh, no. Man. I have to see yeah. this. Yeah. I have to see this. Yeah, it's gonna if the show does get picked up and it actually ends up on like net uh Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or Cartoon Network, it's gonna be really funny to like tell people about this hidden gem that exists on the 
the just the depths of the internet. That that would be gold. <laughs> the 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 lining, the gold lining to all of this. Right. So that that was going to that was going to be my next question is who what which networks are you pitching this series to? So I guess from top to bottom who is the top party and maybe it isn't you're just I I don't mind which one I get sure. into but these are my top 5. Yeah, I mean Netflix, you know, obviously is kind of like the elephant in the room. Sure. You know, they're the big beast. Sure. Um, the way Netflix works, if you get something on Netflix and it's somewhat successful or very successful, you have a career. Sure. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot comes with that brand name. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Um, next would be, honestly, I, I wasn't gearing towards any television networks because they're kind of a dying dinosaur. Sure. But yep. the reality is Cartoon Network really cares about their content. Sure. Cartoon Network really cares about their creators and their and you know the animators that work for the production companies and uh I'd say tied with Cartoon Network is Fox because the same thing because you have a lot of award-winning shows on Fox like uh Bob's Burgers first right. and foremost and of course Family Guy, you know right. Family Guy is legendary. Mhm. Yep. Um so I mean other than that like maybe Hulu would be next and then like Maybe Prime, but like Prime's not really showing attention towards adult animated content. Right, right. You know, so yeah, the the, the 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 value added. So yeah, and and I think that's so key. It's it's amazing too. Something that I've been thoroughly impressed just watching you go through this this process is the self awareness aspect and the Huge. amount of attention to detail and understanding what specifically those networks do and yeah. that target audience and how important it is to you and all also you know the value added to the viewers about really caring about the content you're pushing out um, and the message you're building with the show so one of the things that I have found interesting to watch from the sidelines or just hear some of these these struggles or speed bumps that you're hitting in coming up with this show so I want to spend a few minutes understanding some of the speed bumps in coming up with Krugs because let's be honest, pitching Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, any of these big guys, Fox, Cartoon Network, it's not going to be easy. But that's something no. obviously you understand and challenges I do now. are yeah, right? And 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 challenges are exciting. They're they're amazingly fulfilling because once you hit that quote-unquote finish line or you get where you want to go and you're on to the next step, you can really look back and appreciate the shit out of everything you've done. So for people that don't know, some of the biggest struggles that you faced in coming up with Krugs, and I don't specifically mean with just the writing or getting the content right. or the character builds the down. Right. The macro. The, the macro as opposed to the micro and some of these struggles because people need to understand that success or happiness isn't easy. You have to chug through a lot of bullshit before you really get to the sunlight. Yeah. And I think you're in the midst of that right now. Yep. So it's so real coming through from from you because you're saturated in it right now. But it's also been a huge learning experience for you and will obviously continue to do so. But biggest challenges you're faced with right now with the show? Well, going back, I actually never got to finish my point because um. We started talking about some other good stuff, but sure. to go back to it, um, I originally started this this series and this venture with two other writers, and uh, unfortunately, after um, that first failed pitch, 
uh, one of the writers, um, you know, decided that this wasn't for him anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me he was leaving the project. And I said, no problem, you know, because if, if, if your heart's not in it, if you're not in it, then I don't want you in it. You know what I mean? And 100%. because you, your talents, your your mindset, your heart needs to be somewhere else then. Right. So it was very peaceful, but it was sad to see him go. Sure. And then uh, the other one, um, basically, you know, some stuff happened with him too. Um, a lot of it, you know, was my fault, a big learning experience. And uh, um, he basically told me he's he's down to continue going on with the project, mm-hmm. but some stuff needs to change. But he, he was, he's a really good dude and he was really, he was more interested in my heart and where I think it's going to go. And so he basically gave me the choice. He's like, you let me know, you know, if you want to, you want me to continue on with this project. And I recently came to the decision that I think it would be best if I moved along alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Only for reasons where I've come to this place. And this is one of the great things this project has brought out in my life is this project has exposed not only how limited my time is now because I, I have a, a wife and, a, and a, a baby, but that I need to be really careful with what I, I do in my time, especially when it comes to creative ventures. Sure. Because there's certain ventures, and, and th- this is a big deal. So there's certain ventures that you might could you could be doing that you feel in your heart you should be doing, but you're not doing. And then there's ventures that you're currently doing because you think it's interesting or you think you might make a lot of money doing it or right. something. So basically what I'm getting at is this project, this this show, Krugs, really brought to light that you have limited time in life and you really should be doing things that are your strength. Thousand thousand percent. Right. Could not agree more. Right. So going back to like, you know, what I studied in college – um, I mean, looking in the macro image for my life down the line, like I have two, three, even four like films I want to direct and, and make a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, films I think that could could change the world and, and entertain people. But this this show is like the first step to that, like the first step into producing something big right. that'll be seen by millions of people. Right. So like being honest is, is, is Krugs is cartoons. The things I, the thing I want to be doing for the rest of my life. No, but my heart is in it, is in it. And this is something I can give back to the world that, that comes from my strength. Right. Right. And, and you know, the biggest thing is stepping stones, right? Steps. I, I said it in one of my episodes a while ago, but in order to get to the second floor, you need to take it eight inches yeah. at a time, right? That, that, that height of a tread. And this is your step in order to get to the next step of your journey. And I think that's extremely crucial. But it's also crucial, again, back to the self-aware aspect that you're deploying, is the fact that you recognize it as a strength. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you understand where you need to go, what you want to do in your 5, 10, 15, 20-year macro, and that's extremely important. Sure, sure. It's extremely important. So in in this entire process, you know, kind of segueing to this entrepreneur aspect, I am su- not maybe not so much surprised, but it's difficult 
for probably 90 to 95% of the population to be strictly an entrepreneur, not having right. a main right. source of income, a job working for an employer. Um, and I don't mean, you know, we've discussed this before, but doing stuff on the side. I mean, just that, whatever you're doing, your entrepreneur journey, whether it be, you know, post-production, whether it be running your own business, whatever the case is, I mean solely that is your income. That is how you're getting by. So for people that are finding their way through being an entrepreneur or just thinking about quitting their nine to five and really going down this path, some of the things or examples, I guess, of the stuff you go through, because there's more than just obviously Krugs that you're involved in right now. Yeah. You have an income property. There's the real estate aspect. So some of that stuff, the meat and potatoes of what you're going through, because sure. again, it's all not glitz and glamours. No. There's a bunch of bullshit no. that comes along with it, but it's no. exciting as fuck because You've learned, I have to say, probably in watching you go through all this stuff in the last three to four years, the growth of you as an individual has been amazingly captivating and exciting to watch because of how much, absolutely, man, how much you have gone through. And it's amazing to see that evolution. So bring people in on that journey and some of those hardships, but also obviously the, the highlights behind it too, because there's always two sides to a coin. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, again, I've been a serial entrepreneur since I can remember. I've never had a nine to five. Right. I'm 27 turning 28 soon. I've never had a nine to five and I've never had a resume. Um, so that's unique. That's different. Sure. Um, it's it's gotten ugly i mean it's ugly right now mm-hmm. um i've built i mean i've been doing this for so long you know obviously my my entire adult life right mm-hmm. um that i don't even know if i could survive in the nine to five world i really don't mm-hmm. um but i've just built a lifestyle of being self-sufficient and you know i've haven't had any money for that entire time and that's sure. just kind of the way it goes um I've tried a lot of different things. I've had other businesses. Everything is, everything has failed, except for the one thing I've done super well. Is or excuse me, two things. The two things I've done well is one I bought in 2016. I bought my first uh, income property. I bought a three-unit apartment building, mm-hmm. and me and my wife and my baby live on the first floor, mm-hmm. and then uh, I have two tenants on the top floor. And this has dramatically, obviously, you know, decreased the amount I pay every month for a mortgage sure. or a rent, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that right. I love real estate. Um, even, I, I, you know, I don't mind fixing broken sinks right. and toilets. Right. Um, I did the renovation on one of the units. Um, its market rate, market rental rate was like $650 when I bought the place. And then I spent... I only spent like two thousand, maybe twenty four hundred bucks to renovate it, and now I get nine twenty five for it. That's awesome. um, so yeah, that, that's one of the things I've done right. Sure. Uh, the other thing is, I am a self employed post production specialist. So, I basically, how do I pay my bills? Well, I edit video, I create motion graphics and animation. I've done short documentary work. I've done color correcting and color grading work. Um, I've done a lot of work for some big brands like um, Dodge, Fiat, Amazon, Stanley, The Economist, mm-hmm. um, 
did a little project for Lamborghini. Um, so I've done some pretty cool stuff. Um, so that's how I pay my bills. Sure. Just going back into like some of the struggles of being an entrepreneur is entrepreneurship is really where my heart is. I don't want to sit behind my computer for the rest of my life and edit footage or make graphics or do animation for other people and other businesses. I don't, I can't do it. Right. I'm right. not, I'm not going to survive. Yeah. So I, like I said, I do that to pay my bills, but one of the reasons I still have no money is because I'm always dumping money into my next venture, mm-hmm. always trying to make something pop. Right. Um, so fast forward to now, I'm doing Krugs, but again, Krugs is, I'm knee deep in it. It's going to take a lot more time and effort to make that pop. And then uh, I'm still doing the real estate thing right now. I got a, uh, I started a new company with my childhood best friend and we're going to go, uh, we have an investor actually, we're going to go buy some more uh, income properties and some larger multi-unit, or excuse me, multifamily properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I'm kind of shifting my focus to, you know, to one of my other loves, which is real estate. And hopefully I'm going to kind of use that as a platform to generate income to one, pay my bills, but two, also fund this lifestyle of constant entrepreneurship. Right, right. And and, and right there is is something key too, because I, I was going to mention this earlier. I've talked about this before, but Jordan, one of the, one of the biggest things we've probably discussed this had a dozen times, but is people's inability right they they live outside of their means and something that i think you have done really really well is you understand your limitations and i don't mean from a mental aspect i mean from an income aspect not that it defines everything but you've put yourself in a spot from an income aspect or knowing your overhead i should say that you are not pushing yourself into a corner, right? There are so many people out there that get lavish cars and all right. of these other things, watches they can't afford. I mean, the list goes on and right. on that they have to work a job that makes them miserable in order to pay for the stuff that they quote unquote show off to people that they don't even fucking know. Right. And it's it's ama- it's mind blowing to me, but the fact that you have been able to stay so grounded and humbled on the, all of this, I think, is a is a key component or, or an aspect of your continued yeah. success. I know you you stated, hey, I've had I have a lot of things that have failed. For listen, for everybody listening, when people say things like that. We all understand that you have many successes, successes, right? The venture did was not successful, but the lesson was success, right? And and those are the key instruments in order to make the actual guitar, if you will, strum. Yeah. And while you have a lot of things that haven't worked out over time, in on the micro, sure, yeah, the, the, the businesses didn't work out or the venture didn't work out. But the fact that you learned something, you were able to extract something out of there because, let's be honest, it, what, what you failed at doing wouldn't have brought you to where you are today. And the understanding, the, the mental capacity and knowledge that you have today would have not been available had you not tripped and fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. that is so, so key. Yeah. So for everybody that thinks life's this instant gratification or instant success, you couldn't be further from wrong. Right. And that's, you're absolutely right. But I will be truthful and say like, I need something to pop. Sure. <laughs> because, sure. Absolutely. Because I got a, I got a little girl now and mm-hmm. 
Good um, family. It's just yeah, it's it's just wearing down on me. You know, right. I uh, but it's again, it's like I have these ventures that are pretty big. Mm-hmm. So they're either gonna like pop or they're not, you right, know. <laughs> right, right, yep, yep. You know, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, I've I've really paid the price mm-hmm. for this lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I'm trying to think. Both, I have two or three pairs of sneakers. They're all old and they all have holes in them. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, yep. I have like, I have less than like fifty dollars in my bank account right now. Yep. And uh, it's this. It's fucking hard. Like. This is this is what it really looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what it really looks like. This isn't some Instagram shit, you mm-hmm. know. We're we're posting photos that Bentleys you know. We're, private yeah, jets. we're entrepreneurs. Yeah, we're making money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've really paid the price for this. Sure. And dear God, I hope something works. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, out of all of that, though, I I know the answer to this, but to to hear it out loud, do you regret any of it? Any no. part of you? No, no, I don't. The only thing I might regret is not get, not like diving into what I'm truly passionate about sooner. Like I Got kind it. of, yeah. I kind of dicked around a little bit. I I kind of lied to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's something really important for your your audience to understand. Like if 100%. you know you have this certain strength, and you're not following through with it, you're not growing it. You're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if you make a ton of money doing something else. Yep. You need to be doing what you're happy. Mm-hmm. What? Excuse me. What makes you happy? Okay. So if you have a if you have a venture or business that you're like eh so so about, and you make a bunch of money, but then you use that money to go do what makes you happy, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Right. But but again, like life is short. You have so, time is the most precious asset we have, mm-hmm. and if you're not taking your free time and using that towards something you love and or you're good at, I don't think you're going to be happy. Thousand percent, and that is the that is the equation out of all of this is happiness. Yeah, I just talked about it last episode. The it's not about the currency is not the dollars. It's the value exchange. It's the happiness and. People just really lose sight of that over time. They really lose sight of that. And I don't know if it's, you know, just not deploying self-awareness and understanding truly what m- puts a smile on your face, what m- what makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning and really just kick ass, something that you're extremely fucking passionate about. But to your point about, you know, wasting time and not being fully committed early on, I think everybody that is an entrepreneur or segueing into it or stepping halfway in it right now is experiencing the toe-dipping effect of cold yeah. water, right? Yes. When you go up to the dock or the beach and you're like, well, let me test out the water instead of jumping in. Right. That is the testing phase that yes. people delay instead yeah. of just going all fucking in. And you know what? Let me add to that. What I've found out recently is there's multiple testing phases mm-hmm. in your venture. It's, it's Any venture is just a big mix of highs, lows, and middles. Right. So I've 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 done enough ventures at this point where I've now acknowledged that in the beginning every venture starts with excitement, mm-hmm. right? You're 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 spending time on the internet doing researching, you're getting excited more and more stoked for your new project, you're right. starting to tell your family and friends what you're up to. They're like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great." Yep. And then you get going and you're even more hyped now cuz now like you're actually like 
in the car and you're moving and you're going along and then you come up to your first like roadblock, right? And then, all right, all right, you get by it. You're all right, cool. You know, you're, now you're cruising again. And then there's another one. And it's that second roadblock, specifically that second roadblock I found where shit can start to go wrong or it can get better. Right. right. And that's that's your choice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to your listeners, I'm at my second roadblock, which is with the cartoon. So, you know, I was working with two other guys. They're no longer a part of this. Um, I got rejected by a prominent uh, production company executive out in L.A. Um, I was really butthurt for like a solid two or three weeks. Sure, sure. When I actually read that email, when the guy, when the executive was like, I don't think this is a good fit for us right now. Sorry. I was so nauseous. I had to go sit. I almost felt. I've never, ever felt rejection like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> it, like, I, it's, it's fascinating because it's the bounce back that counts in all and of that. And that's what I'm finding out right now. A thousand percent. And so, like, before, my plan with the show was we were going to write a pilot script, a 30-page pilot script. Mm-hmm. And we're going to combine it with some preliminary character artwork. And I even went to a an awesome studio, recording studio in Portland, Maine, uh, called The Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recorded the 30-second theme song to the show, which mm-hmm. is kick-ass, by the way. Yep, yep. Um, but, so I was kind of on cloud nine. I thought I, I, I thought I had all this awesome stuff and that no one was going to say no to me. And uh, it didn't work. And kind of what I said in the very beginning of this podcast was like, you know, I'm kind of going back to the very beginning, Mm -hmm. going right back to the drawing board. And what I realized is I have a strength that I'm not using. And that strength is the visuals, the motion visuals. Right. So now this new path after this specific second hurdle is I've decided I'm going to animate a five minute, maybe 10 minute, but definitely five minute animated segment of this show to kind of tell the world what this show's really about. Mm-hmm. And I don't need any executive or any studio or any network that can tell me no. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll finish it. I'll, I'll put it out in the world and then I can shop it from there. Cause excuse me. Cause it's a lot easier to shop something when it's like living and breathing. Like I had a discussion with my sister who's uh, an attorney down in Florida and she was, you know, I was kind of down in the dumps and she was kind of, she was kind of upset with me. She was like, you know, you've been at this for over a year. Like you can't give up now. Like, what are you thinking? A thousand percent. Right. And then, uh, she had a really good idea. She's like, you know, I don't think South Park would have gotten picked up if Trey Parker and Matt Stone hadn't made that crappy VHS tape right. with that Christmas <laughs> special, the Santa versus Jesus thing. Right. And uh, it it just hit me like a sack of bricks. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That got picked up because it it wasn't a script with some dirty language on it. Right. It was an actual living and breathing show with mm-hmm. characters and chaos and visuals and motion. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, you know what? I really should animate part of Krugs. Yeah. Because yep. that's what's going to sell the show at the end of the day. Thousand percent. No, I, I I love the direction. It's a, it, it's like all of this is like going 
to this is all not muscle memory but this is a a build of your education or just brain power your mental power I should say right in order to build up a muscle you need to work it out right and you need to get heavier and heavier weights life is the exact fucking yeah. same thing you, right all of this all of this is your gym life is your gym all of your fuck ups are heavier weights and heavier weights those heavier weights are leaving are leading up or building up a a harder thicker mindset and i don't mean thick in a bad way yeah. but i mean that it's preparing you for the next bullshit you're about right. to go to but had you not had those weights added on, you know, the writers leaving, being turned down, you wouldn't be kind of like what we were discussing at the beginning of this. You wouldn't be where you are today had those things not happened. And this is why I preach to people so much that it's all about mindset. You can choose in the moment to say, oh, fuck it, toss my hands up. But Jordan, you've been working at this for, you know, a year now. And to throw up your hands, not that I I know that that's not where your head's at, would be absolutely ludicrous, especially after one turndown. I mean, there are so many examples right. in life of very successful individuals that have been turned down a million times from the, you know, creators or the developers of Harley Davidson yep. to Walt Disney. It was all about making mistakes constantly until they gave it an appropriate fair chance and i think it's funny it's like that stuff's meant to happen you're supposed to trip you're supposed to fuck up it's a rarity that it you 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 come yeah. up with something and it's this amazing perfect business or idea yeah that's that might be the highlight reels that you see online or you see in a a, a movie on netflix made about it a hundred years after the business has been launched or 20 years down the road but that's just not the reality of it. And this is why it's so important, Jordan, that you're telling people this stuff that it's not glitz and glamour. It's not all the high life. And, you know, just hearing it in the tone of your voice, I need this to work. There are no options. This does need right. to work. And that is where you push your mind and your body to a spot that it's never been before because you don't have the option of failure. And that's where the most exciting, creative things happen. And I think Krugs is going to be something phenomenal. Not one, because you're behind it and you're a, a fucking creative-ass individual, but the fact that you've been pushed to this ledge so far that you don't have another option. And that spurs something that I think it's a hard spot to find in creativity. And that's, that's amazing. And mm. it will a thousand percent work out. The fact that you are just you, but the fact that you have the proper mindset. There are a lot of people that couldn't make it three months in, and you've pushed a year in and got denied and lost two writers. This is going to yep. be something that you look back on and say, I am fucking glad that I never gave up, that I kept on pushing, yeah. and I didn't turn off from this. Yeah. So that's Agreed. that's Thank extremely you. important. Thank you. You got it, man. You got it, man. Well... Listen, Jordan, I super appreciate you being on the show. I know everybody appreciates you you joining, and um, I can't thank you enough, man, in your venture. I wish you the absolute best of luck. Thank I you, am man. going to post um, some content around this, directing you to Jordan's Instagram page. You also have a YouTube page as well that's kind yeah. of you know looking at this from a visual standpoint in your journey, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm kind of... I want to say I don't want to say I'm new to social media because that's not true. It's just I've been off so to social media for so long that 
just recently, I, I just started seeing the value in it again, as far as like sharing with the world what I'm doing. Sure. So like, I have like a couple videos on my YouTube channel and same thing with my Instagram. So it's, it's just the very beginning and it's growing, but if they want to keep track on, you know, my projects and, and, and the cartoon and whatnot, then they should hit me up on uh, YouTube and Instagram. And if they're interested in seeing my post-production work too, like my video editing and my motion graphics, yep. um, you can check out my website, uh, www.viewmax.co. That's V as in Victor, U as in ukulele, E as in Edwards, M as in Max, a is in Alfred and X is in xylophone.co, viewmax.co. I love it. And people, seriously, it would mean the world if you took a look at Jordan's portfolio and what he's done. Amazingly talented individual. And I wish you the absolute best of success. I know you're going to hit it. And I know you've, you're on your journey to finding happiness and you've been building that. So props, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for listening. It means the world. If you haven't subscribed, as I know some of you have not, please do so. That way you don't miss any new episodes. And for a closer look into my journey and more motivational content, please be sure to like my page on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at The Motivated underscore Mind as I made that my only account to give you all a closer look into my personal life. I've got a lot more to share. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. 